It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It is me, Joey P. Joe Pizzapia. With me today is the wonderful, the one, the only, Mike Randall, and it's all about the NBA. That's right, the All-Star break is officially over, and thank goodness, too, that dunk contest finally ended. If I had to watch one more dunk missed, I don't know what I would do with myself, but it's time to look ahead to the future. That's right, a little NBA futures. We're going to look at the Western and Eastern Conference potential winners, maybe a little stab at some finals futures. Also, a look at some awards. Who's most improved? Who's the MVP? There's nobody better to talk about that with than our own betting pros analyst, Mike Randall, who you can follow on the Twitter machine at Randall Rant. Mike, it's good to talk to you, my friend. It's good to see you. And look at us doing a little NBA today. Joe, weren't we just at flex drafts? Now we're doing NBA. Time just goes on. It's the greatest force in the world. Time goes on. We're here with the NBA. And thank goodness we got games on Thursday. But we got to get over that dunk contest. I mean, I grew up with Dominique Wilkins and Michael Jordan. And then we went to Spud Webb and Kobe. What was that about? Jeez. My kingdom for Kenny Skywalker. Yes. I mean, that's yes. that's that's where we're at right now. It was it was the buildup to the constantly missing dunks where okay. I just kind of say, no matter what they did at the end of it, Mike, it was gonna be anticlimactic. And you know what? Good on Dwayne Wade and uh it was a Kenny Smith who basically called it what it was. So I'm very proud of those guys who kept it real for sure. The three-point competition was good. Yeah. Uh, all-star game is always all-star game. It's, you know, all, all shooting, no defense. That's what we expect out of the all-star <laughs> game. That's fine. But you know, the NBA season right now, obviously, you know, we're, we're starting to get to that stretch run. You know, this is the time of year too, where you've seen guys who are resting, maybe rest a little less. And that is, you know, always the difficult thing with the NBA is, can you stay healthy? Can you get these guys mm-hmm. on the court that you want? And I want to start here in the Eastern conference. Let's start here with some of your best bets. And obviously as we're going through some of these, I want to remind everybody, we have all the consensus lines over at bettingpros.com. So if you go to bettingpros.com, you can see the consensus for all the things we're going to talk about and all the places where you can find the best odds, whether it be BetMGM or another book, you can go and you can go ahead and place your wagers wherever you want to. And what's great too is even if you're a daily NBA better too, you can always check out the prop bet cheat sheet that we have for NBA, just like we had for NFL, which gives you all of the best consensus props the variations too between our projections and the prop numbers and where you can bet them. So it, it literally is the answers to the test. It's an amazing thing that gets produced every single day here. So you have no excuse to fail at the end of the day. You've <laughs> got to go check out the prop bet cheat sheet at bettingpros.com for NBA. But going back to the Eastern Conference right now, how do you see this board right now, Mike, kind of unfolding itself and where do you want to put your money? I love the Eastern Conference, Joe, because there are so many teams that are bunched together that could win this. There is really not one dominant team. Bucks have been great. I love the Bucks, near and dear to my heart. But everyone else now has kind of caught up. And what's interesting is, and I'll get to my long shot in a minute, it's about styles. The best bet for me at this point is Miami. They're around plus 550, plus 600 betting pros consensus. They have perfect balance. They are six overall in defensive rating this year, eighth in offensive rating. And if you look at the structure of the team, you have Lowry at point guard. You have Jimmy Buckets who can get a big basket. Bam has come back now from the injury. So they've had other players step up throughout the season when Bam was not there. Even Max Struess coming off the bench can hit some threes. Tyler Hero, who is the leader right now for six man of the year. I mean, you're talking about a player who two seasons ago in the playoffs was extremely, extremely hot. 
they have a style. They are not afraid of anyone. They have a great coach in Eric Spolstra. They would go there and battle. And what I like about them is if they get that one seed, getting the one seed in the Eastern Conference is going to be huge because that 2-3 matchup is going to be massive. So what you would like to do is see like a Chicago and a Milwaukee battle it out and then just see them in the finals. I'm not into the Nets. I don't like the Sixers trying to piece it together with the process with Harden and Embiid, although Embiid's have a phenomenal year. My favorite bet in the East is Miami around plus 550, plus 600. I think they have the style. They have the team. They have the balance. And they have the bench to step up and win the Eastern Conference. And the bench is such a huge component, too, mm-hmm. this time of the year, too, because we're we're getting up there in games. So if guys do, you know, miss some minutes or even miss some games, having that depth goes a long way right now to winning that Eastern Conference. And I'm with you about the Nets, too. hundred uh, percent agreement there. I do not like what's going on. Let's talk about the long shot in the East. So if that's your favorite bet, who is the team that will be a little bit further down the trough that you think might have a shot? Shout out to Cleveland. And what's interesting here is no one is going to buy Cleveland at plus 2,500, plus 3,000 on betting pros consensus. Look at what they did at the trading deadline. They bring in Karis LeVert to complement Darius Garland. They have Jared Allen. They have Kevin Love. What they have here is very similar in college basketball. We all saw last year that the Houston Cougars made the Final Four with defense and rebounding, something that's different than what everyone else has. That's what Cleveland has. They have a throwback team with the seven-footers. They have the probable rookie of the year in Evan Mobley. J.B. Bickerstaff has done a tremendous job with this team. They are young and they are naive. Coming into the All-Star break, four out of six, all battling injuries here. They've won the last four to six throughout the season. Garland was injured. Rubio. Sexton is gone. Lowry Marketing, who should be back. Marketing now makes Evan Mobley have the ability to sort of freelance a little more on the inside. Marketing had the reputation with the Bulls as not being a defensive player. Now that he's with Cleveland and he's bumped down to the three, he's actually been great at getting in the lanes, making steals and deflections. Also, keep in mind, Joe, the Cavs, 2-1 against Milwaukee this year, 2-0 against Miami, 1-1 against Chicago. They aren't sexy. No one really likes the Cavs without LeBron on them, but they have the style. They have a unique way, and it would not surprise me if they had a magic ride here to the Eastern Conference. You're going to give them to me at plus 2,500. I have no problem with that. I like the Cavs as my long shot. All right, Cavs is an interesting long shot. And look, you're not alone, too. I've heard a lot of people over this past weekend talking up the Cavs, too, and liking the moves that they've made here and the way that they're playing, potentially. So if you like the Heat, you have your long shot. We already said the Nets are a bit of a trap. Is there anybody else who's towards the top of this board? I see the Nets at plus 275 Mm -hmm. on the betting pros consensus line. I see the 76ers, too, at plus 350. Are they a trap? Yeah, I don't like the Nets or the Sixers. This whole thing with Kyrie, with the vaccination, they had the fan, a fantastic matchup with Milwaukee. I remember going to that game seven last year. They're playing the Bucks. Yes, if Kevin Durant's toe wasn't on the three-point line, who knows? The Nets could have won a title last year. But it seems very flimsy. The Nets don't play any defense. Now they're going to try to make a move forward, but they need a healthy Kyrie. I don't like them, and I don't like the Sixers. Embiid could be your MVP, but I don't know if the matchup of Harden with Embiid is going to win a title. Harden dominates the ball. He's almost going to have to subject himself to be a facilitator more, and I just don't think in this situation with two alpha dogs, the way they're set up, that's going to work for me. I understand people like it. They like the big names. Stars win in the NBA more than any other league. I get that. I do not like the Sixers at plus 350. I don't want to deal with it. I don't see why you would not take the heat 
who've actually had a championship pedigree falling short mm -hmm. with a solid team, a much better all-around team, a much deeper team with a great coach. Why would you take the Sixers over them? I don't see it. All right, let's head over to the Western Conference, where right now the consensus betting pros line has the Warriors at plus 175. Some other books here, DraftKings is at plus 185. You've got them, a little variance there. The Suns at plus 180 right behind them, kind of neck and neck. And there's a big drop-off. Then it goes right to the Jazz at plus 700. Now, the Jazz were a team last year, you know, played very good defense, really played well together. But you could see there's basically the Warriors and the Suns and then the drop-off. So how do you see the Western Conference board shaking out, Mike? What I actually love with the Western Conference, I don't love what happened, but I like the betting advantage, is I'm going to see these Suns drop now that Chris Paul is going to be out six to eight weeks, which is, Joe, pretty much the rest of the regular season because it's seven weeks until the end there. It's not a totally balanced schedule. So I like the Suns' odds. I think they're going to drop. I think they're going to come back to the pack. I think they have about a five-game lead over the Warriors right now who are going to get hot. But when Chris Paul comes back and listen, he's 36 years old. He's getting some valuable rest. It is the thumb on his shooting hand, but I think you're going to see the Suns develop here and their odds are going to drop. So I have no problem waiting on them and then getting them at that point. The team that I like the best are the Grizzlies. John Moran has taken his game to another level. I was saying on Twitter that you should take him over Zion Williamson. I think Morant was just a jump shot away from dominating this league, and that's what he's getting. He is going to be your most improved player, and the odds say that it's about minus 500 right now, but he has a case for MVP. They are great inside with their bigs. They dominate on the boards. Desmond Bain also has a case to be most improved player. They are a very sneaky team. Last year, they're just squeaking in the playoffs. Now, right now, they're sitting in a fantastic spot towards the top of the Western Conference. So right now, betting pros consensus has the Grizzlies at plus 1,200. We've seen the Jazz before. I understand them. They're a great team. I don't see them making the finals. So the teams I like, Warriors are going to be the go-ahead favorite. I don't like betting the favorite in any situation. I'm a long shot guy. You know that. I'll take the Suns in a few weeks when their odds dip down. And I also like the Grizzlies with John Morant because I believe he is good enough to carry this team right to the precipice of that Western Conference Finals. And now I just need one more series. I'll take my chances. I love that. You know, you and I see it the same. It's like if you're not getting good money there on the favorites, mm -hmm. then you either stay away or you find something else you like to bet on. It's funny because I'm looking ahead now at the championship odds, and the Grizzlies are at plus 2,500 oh. on the betting pros consensus. So if you want to double down your John Morant narrative here for MVP and them going to the Western Conference Finals, I mean, hey, that's an interesting long shot right there. The rest of this board looks like this. The Warriors are plus 425 on bettingpros.com. Uh, then you have the consensus line for the Suns at plus 450, and then it goes to the Jazz at 1,600. They are Grizzlies nuggets. So that's the way some of these Western teams shape up in order to win. So when you're looking at finals odds right now who kind of jumps out to you with the different consensus potentially well that it's going to follow a path what it's going to come down to me joe is is the way they matched up like i said in the eastern conference the nets are going to be in an in, uh, an enviable situation where they're going to have to go through a ridiculous path to get to the finals so i'm looking for teams that could match up and have a run one of the ones that i think you have to look at and he's kind of like my long shot for mvp also Let's not count out the Mavericks with Luka Doncic. The Mavericks, since mm -hmm. January 1st, have had one of the best defenses in the NBA. They've been phenomenal. And Doncic is making a push 
for the MVP candidacy over the last couple of weeks. So if you're looking for a long shot to make the finals, besides the ones that I mentioned, what you're looking for is a path. It is really similar to the NCAA tournament where it's all about the matchups. Forget what has happened before. If you have a situation where things match up right and you see them going through, that's the team to grab. Doncic has everything you need as a great player. The team is playing defense. They're buying in and they have the ability, even though they've lost some players, Porzingis gone. They've had injuries now with the Hardaway. That's a team who's a real deep long shot that I think you can look at. So outside of the ones that I mentioned going to the finals, I absolutely think if you want to throw a couple dollars down, take a look at the Mavericks who are led by a star and have a style much like Cleveland that is against what is traditional now in the NBA. All right. Would you hedge it all and take a, you know, take an easy golden state warriors at the top of the board at plus four ten or something like that. And then go ahead and take a little long shot later on as well. Or would you just, continue to stick with a long shot and play those odds. Yeah, I think Golden State is at the point where you got to get him now or you're not going to get him at all. Clay well, that's Thompson. That's like, why I asked because they're, yeah. they're in that four to one range basically right now. So that's why I was curious. Would you lock that in and then start playing the board just to have a little bit of share, a little bit of comfort level, I guess? Or do you just say, no, you know, let the let the favorite go and just keep playing a couple of the different long shots? If you want to grab the Warriors, take them now. They're their focus for most of the year has been defense and Curry. Now Thompson came back and they've struggled defensively, but I do Joe tend to go with the teams that have styles and have players in certain positions. Come on Looney inside. Tremendous does his role rebounds. They have to get Wiggins going, but they're going to get it right. That defense now is going to start coming back as the players get rested and get acclimated again with Thompson in the mix. So if you like the warriors, I think you grab them now because in a few weeks, like I said, I'm going to be on the Suns because there's going to be recency bias. People are going to forget about them. But what you're going to watch is Devin Booker become more of a facilitator. McCall Bridges become more of a scorer. And you're going to see this team get better. And then you're going to put a fresh, refreshed and replenished Chris Paul back in there. So if you like the Warriors, grab them, grab them now. I'd like to wait and grab the Suns in a little bit longer for a favorite, that is. All right. So we've spoken about some of the big names in the NBA. Let's see who the biggest name is going to be this year for MVP. Top of the board right now is Joel Embiid and the consensus betting pros line at plus 130. Then Nikola Jokic at plus 300. Giannis at plus 350. So those are usual suspects. And then there's your boy, John Morant, right now, plus 1,000. The consensus line on him, plus 1,800 over on FanDuel, too, if you really believe mm -hmm. it, if you want to get in there. Uh, also over on BetMGM, too, we'll be waiting for those lines to come out. So tell me uh, right now, how do you see the MVP board? How would you sprinkle the chips, as it were? I'm a math guy. You know that. But there is a narrative. There, there is the a teacher in you, Mike. That's it, what is. it is. There is a it's narrative school educator. Yep. But there's a narrative base, Joe, to a lot of these awards. And I think Always. there's a fatigue factor with a guy like, you know, and I love Giannis. He's tremendous. But I think, is he going to get his third MVP in four years? He'd have to be head and shoulders above everyone else, which mm -hmm. I don't see right now. Jokic has been tremendous. His statistics, his value to his team are outstanding. But the problem is the Nuggets right now are in sixth place. Last year when he won it, they were in third. They're missing a lot of guys. No Jamal Murray. They've had injuries across the board. Michael Porter. I get that. But I think Jokic, as much as he's fantastic, is not going to be able to have his team high enough in order to overcome that. 
most people will go Embiid, and I have no trouble if it's Joel Embiid. He's been fantastic for the Sixers this year. He's carrying them. His player efficiency rating is over 31. It's off the charts. No problem with that. I just don't think there's enough value right now with the consensus of plus 130. So I really want odds of plus 200 or better if I'm going to invest. The two favorite bets I like, you mentioned them. First, John Morant, plus 1,200. I love the guy. He's a lock for the most improved player. Do I think that they're going to give it to Ja in this situation so young in his career? I don't, but he really should get some votes. They lost to the Jazz last year 4-1 as the eighth seed. Right now, they're third in the West at 41-19. and If you're going by who's deserving to me, Ja is absolutely top three. And don't sleep on those highlights. They matter. You've seen the dunks. You saw better dunks from Ja, Joe, in the All-Star game than you actually saw in the dunk contest. So he's a guy who I I love. I don't think he's going to get it, but it's certainly worth a, a run because if he gets hot and some other players get injured, he could sneak in. My favorite bet to me is Doncic at plus 300. Here's my argument. Mm. If we, we ran the rest of the regular season 30 times, would Doncic win MVP at least twice? The answer is absolutely yes. Last 10 games for Luka, 35.4 points, 10.3 rebounds, 9.8 assists, while shooting 49% from the floor and over 43% from beyond the arc. What does that even mean? Now, there's only 20 regular season games left. Here's my question. Philadelphia is 35 and 23. Dallas is 35 and 24. Embiid is 29.6, 11 and 4. Luca, 27, 9 and 9. If he keeps going, Embiid gets hurt. Dallas gets hot. Why not? Mm-hmm. At plus 300, I'll take it, no problem. And you can always put a small unit on that. And of course. It, it's the same same logic we used here on the show and then the baseball season when Bryce Harper was 30 to 1. Yes. It was a narrative to be had out yep. there in the media. There was no clear winner there. There was some fatigue with some other guys. But yes. also, most importantly, it's you don't have to go crazy on this. You just have to put a small number on it now. And then as it drops down, this 30 to 1 can become 15 to 1 in just a week's time. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, then you can double down on that. And that, to me, is always the way to approach some of these because you, you bring it up and it's 100% right. These awards are media awards. They're narrative driven. And yeah, with Giannis, there's definitely a little bit of fatigue factor in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, maybe most improved player. Let's take a look at some of the names on that board right now. Anybody stand out to you for this award? Yeah, I, I mentioned I love job, ja, but I just want to throw a couple names out here. If you want to go against him, you know, never know injury. He had injury early in the year. Overcame well, you can't it. make money on him because he's minus 500 already in the consensus. <laughs> right. So if you're looking to go for a long shot couple here, Desmond Bain has been fantastic as teammates. So if Ja goes out for an extended period of time, look no further than Desmond Bain at plus 600 has been massively improved. And what I love about Desmond Bain, Joe, is he's got like a hit list of teams that passed on him in the draft. And Desmond Bain has huge games. Remember that for NBA props against teams that passed on him. It's almost personal. He's been fantastic. So Desmond Bain, fantastic job there. For Memphis, DeJounte Murray has been a mini triple double for San Antonio this year, has really taken it to another level. He's at plus 1200, as is Darius Garland. So staying with the theme, if you believe in Cleveland as much as I do, Evan Mobley is going to be tough because he's he's there. He's taking some votes away from Garland. But Garland could absolutely have a massive end of the year leading Cleveland to, oh, I don't know, second seed maybe in the East and could pick up some awards as well. Miles Bridges I like, and he's had some massive, massive games, including against the Knicks recently. But I put him a step below, even though he's the second favorite at plus 1,000. So DeJounte Murray, Desmond Bain, absolutely guys that I like. Darius Garland. Some people like Anthony Simons and a nice job with Portland. I just don't know if he can have the end of season that he needs to have for a team like Portland, which is really struggling. 
Memphis will travel to Minnesota on the 24th. I was just looking ahead <clears throat> at the prop at cheat sheet to just see what that Bane prop might be. Right? I was like, Ooh, is it out already? Let me check that out. It's not yet. My, my, uh, my, my friends tell me it should be out very shortly though. My imagine would sometime maybe tomorrow, but, uh, that's one to already start getting ahead. Listen to Mike Randall and go use the tools, make yourself some cash. So there's your rookie of the year, um, conversation too. We can have, we can throw that in there, but before we get to the rookie stuff, actually, is there any other award do you have a strong feeling about? Yeah. If you look at defensive player of the year, it's wide open. I, I know Rudy Gobert wins it all the time. I just have a feeling he missed about nine games recently. I don't know if he's going to get it again. Giannis at plus 300. I mean, he's been dominating, doing so many different things, the blocks, the steals. And then as Milwaukee gets into games that are blowouts, you really see him his full game on display. He's not just scoring. So if you think there's Giannis fatigue for the MVP of the year, how about Giannis again for defensive player of the year? Draymond has some issue with Gobert. They compared him. He was doing the uh, the play-by-play with the All-Star game. And he said, I don't want to be co- to compared to Gobert. We're totally different guys. So Draymond has the motivation to sort of take this award away from Gobert. But I just don't know if he's going to be back healthy enough in order to get it. So my dark horse for defensive play of the year is McCall Bridges at plus 1400. Joe, he's been great on every wing. He's been scoring more this year too, which is bringing more attention to him as a legitimate defensive player of the year has been locking down for the Suns, And now with Chris Paul out, he may get a little bit more publicity for being that player, the well-rounded player that he is. Cause he doesn't always, cause it's usually Booker and Paul may be an opportunity here. So a dark horse for me, McCall Bridges, love him here. Defensive player of the year, plus 1400. If you don't want to go with the favorites and if you have, have to pick a favorite i go with Giannis at plus 300 over gobert plus 125 now betting pros consensus not a lot of money there to be made all right last one here let's go to rookie of the year uh we mentioned the cleveland cavaliers how much you like them well evan mobley's been a big part of that and he is minus 835 right now so not a whole lot uh, of movement there it seems like this award might have gotten away is there any way anybody else could be considered for this besides mobley at this point it- yeah, it's not going to be Cade Cunningham because Detroit is not really winning a ton of games and he's been in and out of the lineup with injuries. So he's at plus 1,200. He's the third on betting pros. I don't like him. You know, Josh Giddy has been outstanding here with with an injury to Shea Gilders-Alexander. He's been putting up, I think he put up three consecutive triple doubles before the All-Star break. So if something were to happen to Mobley and Giddy continues to do this triple-double machine is what he is, you could definitely go there. Long shot for me is Scotty Barnes at plus 1,200. They want Scotty Barnes to take over the point guard role in Toronto. And what I like about the Raptors here with Nick Nurse is he plays his starters a ton of minutes. He is one of the few coaches in the NBA that will stay with those starters. So Barnes is going to get opportunities to make plays. Van Vliet's had a great first half, but he was banged up a little bit. So in terms of a pathway, if something were to happen to Mobley, if Barnes is really given the keys to the offense, you know he's going to see more minutes than anyone on this list and he absolutely would have a chance to perform. But it's a long shot because Mobley is just so special. I don't know how he fell to number three for Cleveland, but God bless him. They got themselves a great player, a guy who can pass, a big man who can defend, who's only going to get better at age 21. Yeah, it feels like Mobley's the guy. So, But who knows? You never know. In the last 20 games, obviously, some things can certainly change. But my goodness, it seems like uh, that ship might have sailed potentially. But lucky for you, we're here every single day giving you content. Make sure if you haven't already, subscribe to the Daily Juice podcast with our own Matt Peralt because Matt Peralt's giving you NBA, MLB eventually, whenever it comes back. He's giving you all kinds of stuff. I'm sure NFL draft stuff's right around the corner too. But basically anything that's going on in the world of wagering, Matt Peralt's going to cover it for you right here. And don't forget too, everything we do 
is also on our YouTube channel. So subscribe to the Betting Pros YouTube channel. I know our own Mike Randall is going to be doing some live stream events there too. Matt Peralta's out there giving you content. All the podcasts we do are going to be here. I know Bogman and I have a ton of stuff going on for NFL Draft. We just did an NFL show kind of looking ahead already to 2022 and the 2023 Super Bowl. If you can possibly believe it, yes, we're that kind of maniac lunatic kind of fringe over here at you don't uh, sleep you don't sleep joe you yeah don't sleep's sleep. overrated mike <laughs> at the end of the day it's it's fine but again daily juice is out there for you all the tools at bettingpros.com the prop bet cheat sheet all of this is here to support you as you find your way in wagering and i know a lot of people for them it's new and you might be just starting to dabble a little bit this is the place to be we're going to walk you through it we're going to talk you through it and that's a very important combination of things here and the tools are going to show you why and the reasons behind it all so make sure you check out bettingpros.com check out the daily juice check out the prop bet cheat sheet and also subscribe to our youtube channel at betting pros that'll do it for us but the story of the game goes on for mike randall i'm joey p we'll see you next time kids (laughs) 